0: That's true. Okay, maybe it's all
1: my fault. Yeah, uh, so... Fuck, dude. Uh, so, Nick, on my, um... Twitch streams, I've been doing an incentive where people will pay just $5, and I'll pull their unicorn card. That's what the deck we've been using recently. Is okay. The, is the unicorn card, so... So it's by Doreen Virtue. It is uh, some bullshit, but it's also really funny because well it's, it's it's been interesting and insightful and we all we take it with a grain of salt and a grain of pepper. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I want to pull I want to pull your card. Okay? Yeah. So Doreen Virtue, we've decided is like totally fake pen name.
2: It sounds Campy. like a, it sounds like a
1: can't be right but for all of those that are interested during virtue this is the magical unicorns oracle card (laughs) are you ready for your card yeah oh shit I don't know what this means you'll know in the morning oh when you wake up you'll have a better idea about what to do relax
2: until then cool
1: yeah. There's a whole paragraph that would go along with that and it's really more like affirming and it's actually a deck for children more than anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like your parents might be mad at you, but know that your parents still love you to the best of their ability. <laughs> it's like but you'll know in the morning. So even so right now is the morning for both of us, mostly. So uh-huh. my guess is tomorrow morning you'll know.
2: What? What will Whatever I know?
1: you need to know.
2: But what am I what am you know
1: I something that is something that is weighing on you heavily.
2: Um okay. Um ah, I don't know what that is, but maybe I need to open myself up to a question to find that question that's within me that I don't even know.
1: Ooh, that's added stress. I think the card is more like Today's cool. You got today. Like, don't worry about it. Like that. Like, I would start playing video games if I got that card. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh. "Cool, dude. I don't need to do anything."
2: Oh, great! Well, if I only played video games, or if I'm just say if I only had time to play video games, that'd be great. What yeah. do I? What do
1: I do? Uh, today you just get to play with Clem. And you don't need to like do anything for your career.
2: Oh, well, that's like every day. Um, Oh, Jesus, Nick. Then fuck
1: that. (laughs) That's the question. (laughs) That's the real question.
2: That's not true.
1: I know. Just by doing this (sighs) podcast, you and I are putting ourselves out there, truly.
2: I just want you to know the movement in my career since we started this has been been microscopic. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I've had this
1: interesting perspective since uh editing the podcast i, I I'm, I'm doing my best to not be too meticulous. Actually, I'm not meticulous when I, uh, I edit. I just let I let it go and as much as possible. But every now and then I'll listen back on funny parts, and i'm really I still haven't figured it out if you've ever given me a fake laugh or which one is your fake laugh because I think we all have like several. Mm. different laughs and most of them are genuine and some of them are like oh that's kind of funny and i'm just like i love when i make you laugh and i still haven't pinpointed and i don't want you to answer this because I, st- I want to figure it out for myself and so this is the journey i'm on is to find out like oh this is i really got nick this is you know this is really funny or it's uncomfortable and he's laying it on
2: well this is going to be tricky because I think somehow I inherited a fake laugh or I learned a fake uh. laugh. It's like a, a, a real laugh sounds like a fake laugh is what I'm saying. Um, unless- I got
1: that. No, I think that the same thing is, is true for me. I totally get that.
2: You know, and it, I, this comes from my oldest brother because he does oh. this laugh. And I've called him on it before. <laughs> it's been a long time. He does this laugh. I'm like, are you just humoring me? I don't. He goes, no, no, I'm genuinely laughing. That's a genuine laugh. Uh, and I think I do it now. It's like a I don't know how how is it? It's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> I always thought that it was like a little bit Dan O'Connor for some reason. I always felt like that was like you in a room full of older guys talking. <laughs>
2: You know, Cigarette da- or whatever. Dan O'Connor has a belly laugh that is, oh. unden- is undeniable. So you know when he's truly laughing or not because his real a video, laugh is cool.
1: There's a video that Edie posted about Edie Patterson and his wife uh posted when he was watching A Baby's Day Out. Did you see that? T- t- no. <laughs> Instagram. He's literally belly laughing at this. Physical prank joke in the movie A Baby's Day Out. And and he was very embarrassed that she videotaped it. (laughs) See that laugh. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous that, well, not nervous. I know that my laugh changed when I was a weed smoker. Everything became a little bit more. (laughs) 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 Someone who knew me from high school, and then like I drove out to hang out with her, like 20 or 21. She's like, fuck, dude, you have a. She didn't say "fuck dude." I'm probably adding it because I was a stoner. Like she's like, "You sound like a stoner." I was like, I, I don't know. "Oh no, oh no." Whatever, whatever. It is what it is. But I, I definitely have multiple laughs. I've one time, and we'll end on this. Uh, you know, the whole podcast will end on this. Uh, I was in, I was in the bar, not directly next to, not the one that we always went to at Impro Studio, but the one that didn't know. What it wanted to be, so there was public house, which was a shit show. Then the study, which we like.
2: But you, mm-hmm.
1: do, you, you, you went to the study sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That other place that like became a restaurant, like a tequila bar, didn't like. Oh yeah, what yeah, it wanted yeah, To be, we were there like humoring it for two minutes, and mm-hmm. then bears repeating that it's like the same owner, so it just was very odd that you that had, whole like, that whole
2: building has a general years long curse on it, so. <sighs> One, yes.
1: one time I was walking down the hallway because they all share a shit show bathroom too. Mm-hmm. And there was like some guy standing in the corner in like the darkened, like he was the janitor, like standing in the, like a, a, a shadow area, watching people go into the ladies room. And I fucking pulled over the owner. I was like, fire that guy. Something is wrong. <laughs> <cool. laughs> so it's just, it's just got a general vibe. But for some reason, the study was great. Anyway, it's me, um, a couple of our mutual friends, I think Mike Dunn and... Nick Clark and I'm sitting and we are just like, so Nick Clark says something that just makes me laugh so hard. And it is the loudest laugh. And I, you know, I'm joyful. This fucking guy in the booth behind me goes, Oh my God, I would never sleep with that. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I heard it and I went, yeah, well, I wouldn't be your friend either or something. (laughs) And in my mind, Or like, I think I said, I heard you and I don't care. (laughs) And (laughs) in my mind, I wish I had said, I wouldn't fuck you anyway, bro, or whatever. But it was just, it was so mean to make fun of someone's laugh. I didn't care because I was with my real friends who loved me for whoever I, whatever laugh I had didn't matter. But that guy was trying so hard to be funny by making somebody else, making fun of somebody else and mean.
2: Yeah, that's, well, that's a straight up dick. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing funny about that. That's a, that's somebody who's just a dick. Yeah. They can say dickish things and and that they're funny.
1: And his two buds are going to think he's cool because he's also dissing this chick.
2: Just so you know, the two buds were fake laughing. They were like, uh ha, ha, yeah, but yeah. Uh.
1: I don't well, know, because my laugh was real bad. It stopped the whole restaurant. It was, I'm sure everyone went, what the fuck? I'm sure.
2: I mean, it's fine to make a joke, but that that's just poor taste. It
1: was, it was cruel. It was cruel. It's, it's a poor taste joke. But I'm glad I said something, and I wish I said something even more clever.
2: Yeah, what are you going to do? You laugh mean, in
1: public and not give a shit. <laughs> and wait for that one asshole to fucking show up and be like, I have the perfect comeback. <laughs> Cause this happened to me before.
2: Oh man. Well, you know, I used to laugh. Well, I not used to, I still do, but even more predominantly, laugh on an S. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do that too. I do that a lot. Yeah. I used you to. Do. Get, I used to get made fun of from some friends for that. and I just can't, I don't know where it came from. It's just something I do. And now I worry that my daughter's picking it up.
1: Oh, of course <sighs> she's going to pick it up. Of course she is. Well, it's not so bad. Listen, the worst thing anyone could do is make fun of someone's laugh, no matter what. Because it's a it's supposed to be a moment of joy, even if it is a little bit fake. You're trying to like... It, there's nothing wrong with even, like they fake it till you make it, right? There's like literal, like if you're depressed, there's, they literally say put a pencil in between your lips and make yourself f- smile because, because just the act of smiling will make you feel better. Mm. So what's the worst about having even just a sort of fake sounding laugh if you're trying to make people feel good, you know?
2: Yeah, right. Great, thank you. Know. thank you. Thank you for that. I
1: don't know. I mean, I, I think I've got you a couple times and doesn't mean I haven't like tickled you, but there's been a couple times where I got like, real interesting laugh <laughs> uh, yeah what? and i feel good about it
2: okay well next time it happens mark you know no, market. It. it
1: i'll never tell you i just want to
2: know i want to know what my what my <sighs> genuine laugh sounds like
1: i'm gonna try it. i'm gonna be a such a try hard this episode do it okay great i'm gonna be really funny you ready
2: yeah here we go <laughs> Nick, mm-hmm.
1: on a scale from 1 to 10, how smooth are your balls today?
2: Today? Uh-huh. Oh, man. You know, do I want to know? Are... I don't know that you do. I don't know that I want to think about it. <laughs> uh, I think I'm about ready to break down and buy one. You know? <sighs> do if you know about...
1: that if enough of our audience bought the the Turf Chopper 3.0, they would send one to us.
2: Oh, well, how many do they need to buy?
1: I just need to think a couple. at least.
2: <laughs> Guys, so, please. Someone's got to buy one. It's summertime. It's hot outside. I need help. Please. So that's oh, actually. It's birth dropper 2.3.0. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. 3.2,000. Honestly,
1: I would use it at a certain point. I'd be like.
2: Mm-hmm. We could share it. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, there's no diseases transferable between hair products, right?
2: No, no, no. Great. Well, maybe. Possibly. Crabs. Yeah. Lice. Yeah, those types of things.
1: Okay. Well, if you didn't have hair down there, you couldn't have lice. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, am I I selling it today?
2: So just start shave before you use it and then we'll be fine.
1: Oh, it's perfect. It's great. Easy. Nailed it. We had, uh, I I had lice because I went to a private school, in middle school, and they didn't have the same regulations that a public school did. When it was found that someone had lice, they just said, don't say anything. And so it became like this epidemic. Oh, no. I know. And I had it for like four or five months because I didn't know. We were like trying all the things like- uh, you know, dandruff and dry scalp and all that, and it turned out that it was lice. And I'm the oldest of four, so there was, and my youngest brother was two or three at the time. So oh, he just no. got his head fucking buzzed. My sister and I had like long hair. My mom would, you know. Anyway, we don't need to get back into it because it's a super trigger for people, including myself. But it was pretty cruel.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's I horrible. know, I know. That has that has that scarred you.
1: Um. I would say it makes me itchy if I think about it. Like I was in North Carolina and there was like a tick and Mm. I, it it was, it was on my neck and it like kind of ruined my day for, for six hours. Like, even though I was, even though I wanted to get past it, I was like, fuck, it was just fine. It like, didn't even latch on or whatever. shit happens. It kind of just truly, for lack of a better word bugged me for six hours. It's like, (laughs) 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 we couldn't handle it.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> maybe people should get the turf chopper 3.0. They should buy one for themselves and for their friends. It, yeah, it, it, it and for the kids,
2: and for their and kids.
1: P- oh shit! In the inevitability that lice comes. There.
2: <laughs> if your kids go to private school in the Southern California area, I Fuck. implore you. Get the Turf Chopper 3.0 user account. So that YDK we can get one and too.
1: Pod. So smoothmyballs dot com slash YDK and Pod.
2: You know what? I'm going to resist buying it myself until we get one for free.
1: I think that's right. Here's the thing. Here's like a lot of people make fun of this company online because they just reached out to everyone, and but at the the time they reached out to me was perfect because it was our, was like literally right before. We were about to record our first podcast. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is on brand. And so a lot of people are like, smooth my balls, blah, 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 blah. And the way that I think they're making money right now is, we'll give you a turf chopper for 50% off and you'll sell it for 15% off. So like, that was like, I was like, nah, guys, we're not buying it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, can, you can send it to us.
2: We're not going to be and your like, sales agent. I mean, yeah. What? They want us to be their sales agent. They're sort of like. Well,
1: that's what? That's everything. So, every most uh, most sponsorships are affiliate programs.
2: Yeah, but doesn't mean we sell it. Wait,
1: yeah, you're, we're selling it.
2: Well, I know we're selling it, but we're not literally possessing the goods as an intermediate. No, they
1: wanted to give us one in order to quote unquote review. But we had to pay for that one. And I'm like, nah.
2: Got it. Got it. You're
1: going to give it to us? And then I found out the, how we got one, which is selling enough. We had to basically oh, become partners or so. We didn't sell enough people, have to fucking shave their balls.
2: Now, can we use it for something else? Like, can I just tr- trim my beard right now? I'm totally in a Let's overgrowth see. stage where I could, I could use a good face trim.
1: Let's see.
2: let I just rub it on my face.
1: Never has been keeping your balls fresh and big and clean been so important. It's never a good idea to let your balls feel neglected because at the end of the day they look after you, <laughs> so it's your job to look after them. Uh, verified customer William Hill has has uh has opinions. Stainless steel ceramic. Wait, how can that be stainless steel and ceramic?
2: Uh, right. The, well, the 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 blade is stainless steel, but the but the the S- the, the chassis, the shaft, or whatever,
1: are stainless steel ceramic. ceramic blades. Oh, hmm. using oh god, wow. Firstly, is obvious using our, your ball trimmer on your face is just unhygienic and quite frankly disgusting.
2: Well not if I never use it on my balls, right? If I that's just right. use it if I just use it for my face. That's right. That's also insinuating that I can't clean the turf chopper 3.0. Shouldn't you be able to clean it? Because reusing it on my balls isn't smart either. What if I'm dirty one day and then I, that dirt sticks around? You know? Wow. I don't know. I don't I... know,
1: man. I think I've got I think I've got problems with our, our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> You know what sponsor I don't have problems with?
2: Oh, the one that keeps you fresh and clean?
1: That's right. That's right. The, I love Bubbles and Things soaps.
2: Who doesn't love Bubbles and Things soaps?
1: People who haven't tried it. That's right. The best part about Bubbles and Things soaps is that I can 100% vouch for it.
2: I wish I could say the same.
1: I look forward to the time where uh, I, send, I can
2: send me some.
1: I will send you some. Uh, what were you going
2: to say? where you could show me how how great? They yeah,
1: are. I realized <laughs> that it what <laughs> it would insinuate. Uh, it would turn into an interesting commercial for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I, I will. I will boil down what there is, there is very likely a scenario where I can get you some soap easily.
2: Great. Great. I'm also ha- I'm also happy to pay. This I'm happy to buy.
1: Uh, yeah. Or or you know, your birthday has already passed. As a fellow Torian, I know that, so I can't. I could give you a belated birthday gift.
2: Sure, I'll take it.
1: Okay. Uh, but do go to Bubbles and Things Soaps dot com and use the YDKN pod code. Pretty sure it's that. Someone has used that. I can verify for one of our listeners has used that code, so I'm very, it's very nice. I'm very grateful. Your face is saying something that I can't read. It's
0: indistinguishable. To
2: I me. was just, I was just actually strangely appreciating the YDKN. I don't know why, but it sounds, it sounds like a good acronym, even yeah. though it's just a series of unrelated letters y d k n uh, you know well it's,
1: they're not unrelated because they're related to our podcast i
2: understand what they where they come the, from
1: f- hold the fucking phone you motherfucker i agree i was just thinking about that today i mean when when i started doing like the uh, design for the podcast and I was like, "Oh, what is our acronym or whatever?" I did like it, but to just today, I was like, "Why do can? It's good. That is good.
2: <laughs> Why is it? I don't. There's no reason for it. These are uh, ridiculous letters.
1: Y two K. I think it has got like a Y two K feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So like YDKN, so so, so, so there's a there's like a lot of expectation that doesn't actually pay off. There's a lot no. of like, oh my god, something really big is going to happen, and then nothing. Right. That was what oh. Y2K was.
1: Ooh. Are we just, are we just all show and, and no, and, and no substance? It's possible. Honestly, we're just riding on our charisma. No, I really think it's actually, um, I think there's like vowels within this Y D K N. So I think it's got like a, it could, it has a word kind of sound feel.
2: There's vowels. There's not a single vowel. Y D.
1: Y D D E E K K A Y. Every letter
2: in that argument. Almost every single letter has a vowel sound. I guess N doesn't, although eh and N, yeah, it does. They all have a vowel sound. All right, all
1: right. Thank you. Go you can't
2: you can't have the English language without a vowel sound. It's kind of just how it works.
1: You're right. You're right. I' Have failed my teachers.
2: I think we've gone over this. Uh, I know phonetics pretty well. Uh, I think we know that. I think we've, we think we've covered that ground.
1: That you? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm uh, just just miserably ignorant over here. Make sure to go to our sponsors, buy their things, uh, tweet at us to let us know if you enjoy them, uh, and let other sponsors know that we we would gladly uh, disparage their product.
2: Here's a generational thing. Where were you on Y2K?
1: I was in a uh, equivalent to an embassy suites <laughs> 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 a local version of a embassy suites, like you know, like a
2: a double tree inn in. no
1: something like no, it's not exactly. It was like a uh like a hotel where you'd rent a week, right? And then there's like a kitchenette oh, or whatever. whatever. So like someone who's come to work, we were in Chatsworth. And my parents wanted to make it somewhat special.
2: Okay, oh, so you were with your family. Was
1: with my family and my. Uh, we so I was two thousand. I was fourteen, almost okay. thirteen, okay. almost fourteen. Oh, Jesus, you're so old. Uh, thirteen, <laughs> almost fourteen, and uh-huh. uh, there was a there was a power box for some reason in uh-huh. our room. So like, like a, a circuit breaker. So. Uh-huh. The only thing my brother and I had in our mind was to pull the power breaker when it hit, uh, excuse me, uh, midnight. That was, like, the goal. And that I did- think we I think we chickened out. Or we did and it didn't do anything. Like, I think it turned off, like, the microwave or something. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, why would a hotel or, quote, unquote, whatever these are, long stay-ins, have something that could control the entire con- <laughs>
2: It definitely it definitely couldn't control the entire hotel, well, just the room,
1: just their room is what we thought yes. we thought it would like turn out the lights, turn off the TV, and uh,
2: just Jess.
1: What? Jess. what? what
2: whoa, I wanna tell what? you, whoa, were we,
1: you in Juarez?
2: <laughs> no, I was not in Juarez. I think we were uh, we were outside El Paso in a uh, in a cabin. somebody threw a party, actually. I, I believe, if I'm recalling correctly, I, would, I could be mistaken, but it could be. if we Recall back the last podcast. Could have been the buds of '94 hosting this party. So my wow. brother, my brother and his friends in a cabin. Or it could not be. I could be conflating. Here's the thing. Parties. Here's the
1: thing. I would be sad if the buds of '94, six years later after high school, are still throwing parties. Well, this that is, would
2: make me sad. No, no, but no. But this is just friend party. This isn't like oh, open, you know, this was a large group of friends. They they still throw parties. Still to this day, they hang out. They know each other, this group of friends. Yeah, but
1: are they ascribing as the buds in 94? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying is like, hey.
2: I don't think they kept the moniker. No. <laughs> no, that would be very sad. Very sad just a
1: little, just a little uh, holding on a little too tightly.
2: It was. I was at a cabin outside El Paso. There's some mountains. I, I don't know if it was Cloudcroft or Rio Doso, these different places. Anyways, uh, but at this, at this cabin, I had the same thought. And, and, but this time, the circuit breaker did pull the lights on the party at midnight. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, they, this
1: is so, this is very vindicating. It's,
2: what we maybe are more li- alike than we think we are.
1: Do you, think, do you think I think we're not alike?
2: Well, I just... No, do you that, think
1: I think that there's a, a gulf between us somehow that we must fill?
2: Well, Do you feel is, like we don't get along? A, no, there's a generational gap that one might assume we have a lot of differences. And that's all I'm saying is that maybe there are more similarities than differences between you and me. That's all. I mean... Okay, now, I, I'm not going to yeah. assume that we're both the only people... Who thought about <laughs> playing this prank on Y2K? I'm sure there's plenty of others out there. But, but the
1: that's it's that, a small percentage, I bet
2: yes. If or, I don't play you. Yes. Yes. Or even it, had
1: the uh, the ability to do that, right?
2: Totally. To be in a position to do it, to have an effect. Uh yeah. So since yours was successful, uh-huh.
1: What happened? What was what was the result?
2: I think it's just a moment of like you know, craziness. I don't think, and I, I wasn't alone. It wasn't just me by myself. And I can't remember who I was. There was a couple other people. We did it. We didn't let, la- we didn't make it last for very long.
1: No, of course. But so, you know, the ball falls, you pull the circuit breaker. Do people scream? What's it, like, what are people doing? Yes.
2: Yes. I, th- I believe so. Uh, I, as I, I recall, remember. I don't have a strong memory. Oh man. And if for some reason now, uh, and for some reason, this was host. This was a party hosted by my brother. There's a really strong chance I'm going to get a phone call later going, "You didn't remember that right at all." You There's didn't strong- do that. I didn't.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have more in common with Jessica. Let me do the <laughs> I definitely do uh, think that if we. Hmm. I wasn't very cool in high school, and it seems like you had a little bit more uh, traversal socially than I did. Um, I don't know if that's the right adjective there, but I i So what I was trying to say by saying that is I don't know if we would have gotten along. I don't know if you've been like, I'm going to be Jessica's friend in high school. I don't know. I don't know. Did you like, did you do theater in high school in middle school? Yeah. Were
2: you in the theater program?
1: Yeah. So we would have been buds. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'll, we would have yeah, been was- buds.
2: I mean, yeah, it was straight drama all through.
1: Oh, then then we would definitely have socialized. Yes. My, I don't know what my point was. But yeah, trying it. to, well, no, no, no. I was trying to see, like, how similar we are. Like, would we have gotten along? Because uh, it's so hard to get along with you now. It's like, ugh.
2: I know, it's really tough. Ugh. It's a good thing we're getting paid for this or else I wouldn't get to show up and do it.
1: <laughs> so much. <laughs> Our career, the boons to our career is just uh, <laughs> immeasurable. Uh,
2: no, no I, we would have uh, we would have gotten along. I, you know, I. You guess think a, so? Oh, totally. If you are in theater, definitely. I mean, yeah, we got along. I mean, I, you know, all the I theater. I still had, str- I, still had
1: I still had social struggles even in theater too. Mm. There were like dynamics that uh, I think I threw people off the scent of wanting to be my friend because I thought people didn't want to be my friend, so people read that message wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, Mm. more like,
1: oh, that fucking bitch thinks she's better than us or something like that. There was some – I was giving off the wrong signals.
2: You had had the resting bitch face? Do I? I don't know. I I don't feel that way. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, What kind of – were you, like – were you the leading man in all the –
2: well, I mean, I don't, that's a tough one to say. I mean, I, I, you know, I definitely, when I first got into theater freshman year, now mind you we, freshmen weren't a part of our high school. So that would have been the head of the junior, like the highest, highest grade in junior high
1: middle school. Yeah. 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 Cool.
2: And that's when I took, that's when I took theater. And, uh, for the first time, you know, you had to take an arts elective. My brother took it. I thought, Oh, let me try that. And I really enjoyed it. And I really got into it. Um, did a ton of Eric Boghossian monologues for those out there. Who... Oh
1: sure! <laughs> oh my god! The, the the only person to write plays in the nineties.
2: <laughs> I mean, just the classic theater school monologue Suburbia.
1: Book. Oh my goodness! Yeah.
2: No, I I went straight to his solo shows where he did like you know different characters. Anyways, um, and they and this is uh had this oh, thing
1: shit.
2: had this thing where she would have like actor of the month. So like every, the whole class would vote on like the actor of the month. And I won several of those actors of the month. And I was like, oh, that was my first moment when I was like, oh, I really enjoy doing this. And I guess people like it, I guess it's good. Well, you also so, like
1: the accolades of it. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: Sure, yeah, yeah, it's nice to, yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: So then it's I nice continue- to be appreciated.
2: Yeah, definitely. So then I continued doing it into high school and there was a couple like seniors who like definitely were like the main people. But once they graduated, I kind of I did kind of step into a role where, you know, I got good meaty roles. I mean, was I leading man? I don't know. There was a you know, I was definitely one of the few men who was consistently auditioning, you know, boys, I should say, auditioning for shows. But there was one other guy who at some point, I don't can't remember if he started at sophomore year with me or not but by the time we were seniors it was kind of me and him and he's still an actor today. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, he's in Chicago. Um and yeah, you know, but but some weird thing happened in my high school uh, senior year cuz I was very active. I mean, like very active in drama.
1: Sexually, yeah.
2: Yes, sexually. <laughs> I went and did like a like a local community theater play. I don't know, was just like,
1: like
2: oh, let's have some fun. Let's do a local community theater play. They, they were doing Ten Little Indians or whatever. Oh my god! But, but, oh, that'd be fun. And so I did that instead of like doing the first semester play. And the the teacher <gasps> like was pissed at me for it. The betrayal. Thought it was yeah. He thought I was like getting like too big for my britches and egoic. And I was like, no, I just wanted to do the oh because he also he didn't cast me in the role that I want, like I wanted. I was like, well, that's fine. And I, I have I want to try this other thing. And you know, you didn't cast like, uh, you know, not that I even have to cast me in that role, but if I didn't want to do you that, wanted. That's whatever, what you, wanted. you know, and then I was labeled by him arrogant and egoic. And I was like, Oh my God, I've like dedicated my life to doing theater. I'm, you know, <laughs> Oh
1: and this and and he's ruined my career
2: <laughs> so then in the so then, in the end, like he you know, there was like some theater awards who was what was his name, Mr something? I mean he was a great guy, but mr piece of shit, yeah, yeah mister whatever and he and he kind of like slighted me at the like at the like end of the year awards, you know, man, what are we gonna do it's like what I, I you know at that point, I already knew I was going off to major in acting and where I was going, so I didn't really care, but
0: but isn't it
1: weird? when an adult can get mad at a child like that to like hold a grudge.
2: Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I can, and I wish o- I
1: It's obviously he was jealous of you to some extent.
2: Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, it's obvious that he I think appreciated my work enough to be like, Oh, I'm mad that he's not doing the show.
1: But he thought he was teaching you a quote unquote lesson by dinging you socially in the, uh, listen, that just re- well, yeah. and reeks of, but bitterness.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he is doing high school theater.
1: Exactly. I, you you said it where I, and I wasn't saying it. Like, there isn't a drama teacher that I didn't have, that didn't lament the career that could have been.
2: But this was, this was, he was a techie. He wasn't like a, which was fascinating about him. He was a techie. He wasn't an actor. Um, and because oh, so he, he was. He
1: hated actors in general.
2: Possibly. Yeah, Um, But because he was a techie, like, man, he built some badass sets. He built this two-story rotating set for We Did Noises Off.
1: Oh, God, yes.
2: It was. I mean, that's an incredible high school experience. Um,
1: That's an incredible play to even pull off during high school.
2: Oh, yeah. I loved it. Did you guys –
1: was it funny, actually?
2: I think so. I mean – I, I mean the-, the
1: writing in it is so good that it's kind of hard to screw up. But that whole that whole show, which I have never done, I think I would do if I were in it now. I'd probably be Poppy, but I uh, it, that's all pacing. That whole show is pacing.
2: It's all pacing. You know, it's a lot of it's a farce. There's a lot of timing. You got to open the door at the right time. You know, and you know then there's like one you know one moment where everybody forgot their lines. <laughs> But this is where I knew early on that I was a good improviser. or that Not that I was a good improviser, but that I had the – where I discovered that I had a skill for it. I knew everybody's lines. I knew knew the whole show.
0: Mm -hmm. So
2: when everybody started dropping their lines, I was able to continue with my character kind of feeding everybody their lines but making it seem seamless. And it was like my first sort of real ad-lib improv experience of like, oh, no, I know exactly what needs to happen here. If I say this, that will help this person, you know, yada, yada. Um, yeah, I remember that. That's
1: really cool. That's a good pivotal moment in an acting career.
2: Yeah. And and another one, the community theater moment was, (laughs) I mean, like like a bad direction, really poorly blocking, blocking and staging. Um, so people kept being upstaged. So as an actor, I made my, I would just move. I knew how to move. That's one thing that my drama teacher was really good at was blocking so I I knew I knew how to do good blocking and I would just counter cross so it's like basically I was improvising my my blocking the whole show and that was another moment where I learned like oh I can have stage awareness when when things are going wrong I I counter here I move there I can land here you know all that stuff um those are my early how do you
1: make that look yeah it always bothered me especially when I was seeing a play when like a chair gets knocked over. I, I, I saw this play at the Amison and a chair got knocked over and no one picked it up. <laughs> yeah. You would pick up that fucking chair and put it back. Even if it's not part of the blocking, like it wasn't a choice. And it, but that shit takes me out of it immediately. Cause like, mm-hmm. you're not being a human <laughs> in that moment.
2: Yeah, totally. That,
1: that's cool. It, it, there is a whole new life that happens to us when we're on stage. I would always it definitely had like a threshold feeling. Like I would be very nervous leading up to a play. And then the second I was on stage for the first time, it never it I never felt nervous again. I always had this experience though. Did you have this where like in every play there was one fucking part of the play that you just hated doing?
2: Oh, I don't know. I get, I mean, I can I can relate to that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know if that's a, no, I don't know if that's. A it thing seemed
1: to hold true for me that there was like always one minuscule, minuscule, ineffectual part of the play, or I had to make this weird entrance on and off, and I, I begrudged it usually <laughs> in every play.
2: Uh, well, that usually means that there's a, there's something to learn there.
1: Uh, Is it? No, sure, sure, sure. Probably. Probably. The thing
2: the thing you hate the most is usually the thing you need to pay attention to.
1: Speaking of ego and id. I we, I have to yell at our intern who handles the Twitter. Uh she missed the boat completely on the fact that Gen X was trending this week. Was it really? Is going great. people were popping off. What? On, I know. And
2: can, can we, uh I wanna to... Jessica
1: was sleeping.
2: I need to get our intern into my office and have a little conversation. Mm-mm. That's not, no, that doesn't sound <laughs> no. right. No. no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> we'll have a third party present just to make sure it's kosher.
1: <laughs> she's very young, Nick. She's she doing is. the best she can.
2: I'll have you present. You'll, you'll be there. We'll together. We'll talk to her.
1: Great. Great. Uh, she's doing the best she can. I'm sure. I, they there are so many opinions that people have including what the gen x has basically it seemed to uh it seemed to erase any any zenial that seemed like not even a word that people were using was zenial in in the mm-hmm. conversation so i think we have to take zenial off the table for you now the society has spoken no also if people can uh hear my cat has been purring for thirty minutes straight. So people hear. Oh I couldn't oh, I couldn't hear that. I thought yeah. that was
2: I thought, I thought that was just me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fire always burns within my
2: stomach. <laughs> uh well here's the thing. My uh oldest brother start using them by names now. Not a, he's not a bud of ninety four, no. Mm-mm. Um
1: no, so okay, okay. So Paul is Paul is a butt
2: 94. of ninety four, great. Greg
1: right. is not Greg. Yeah, I was thinking.
2: George is my him. middle name. If you're, if maybe you're getting confused.
1: Never, Nicholas Georgino. Weird. No, Nicholas George. <laughs> George.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but Greg, who's the who is to me? When I thought, when I think Gen X, I think about him. Uh, he on the phone. He's like, "No, Nick, you're Gen X. It cuts off at 1980. That's it." Look it up. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not Gen X. I'm this little cusp gap thing. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. But if you look online, there's definitely times where people, you know, there's all sorts of different marks where they cut off Gen X. And sometimes they cut them off at 77 or 78.
1: So Gen Z, born between 1995 to 2015. Thank you to Arsenal Roy, who shared this uh, picture, seemed to be maybe what sparked the conversation uh it's really interesting it's all different uh women they've like they've characterized women in a picture well so i'll share it with the uh the tweet of the episode this week so it's like you know this cool chick for gen z born between 1995 and 2015 mind you these are the, the only descriptor of these is the name and this this picture the millennial is like Oh my god! Like <laughs> blonde, side parted chick, born between 1980 and 1994. Weird, okay. Gen X is a lady with some feathered hair. You can't see it, but uh, born between 1965 and 1979, and baby baby boomer was born between 1944 and
2: 1964, and boy, is she geriatric. <laughs> she,
1: <laughs> now that's just so weird because my parents, by this definition, are baby boomers, and they were never considered baby boomers until now.
2: Mm-hmm. We've kind
1: of touched on this before. My father is so Gen X, and it seems like the only differential people are like I think like people like. They're putting their stamp on how you interact with technology, and that's it,
2: it seems mm. like. Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely was a thing for Xenial, right? That What What was the – oh, you had you – had, was it you had sent something out that, that had the – yeah, I feel like you sent our, an image our out. Our intern or me? I don't know. I feel like I got an image this week that talked about Xenials. Oh, yeah, you. I did
1: send – yeah, I did. What did
2: it say? It, well, that's what I was <laughs> –
1: that's what I was asking you. It's, on, it's in our it's in our text messages.
2: Here, let me see. Give me a second. Uh, but basically, it was you know relating to uh, Zennial's experienced an analog childhood and a digital adulthood.
1: I do think I do think that that's worth recognizing.
2: Possesses but, both Gen X cynicism and millennial optimism. I mean, look, I am, I, I recognize the millennial in myself. It's there. Like, even though, no matter how much I want to sh- shun it, uh, hide from it, there is a part of me that is part millennial. I can't, I, yeah. I just can't deny it.
1: I, I think that's the adaptability of it completely. And, and, I'm sure there are Gen Xers like hardcore, actually Gen X, right? Like that that aren't you and that not on this weird cusp or something, that are also drawn towards millennial tendencies.
2: Oh sure, yeah, because we can't. Yeah,
1: we it's can't inescapable. Just,
2: it's not it's, black and white.
1: It's just not. But I do think Gen X feels a little disenfranchised because of how much attention millennials get because of the internet. The focus is on us in such a stronger way than people realize. Like our generation really, well, yeah. I was talking to somebody when I was talking to someone who I didn't know about something because one of the tweets I sent was went viral and she like got in on the conversation. She said that uh, Twitter is like the only viable news source or something like that. Like, it was, like <laughs> I know it was like wild to me but there was a there was a um phenomenon where my generation you know my age people my age were getting their news from facebook and that was dangerous that mm. was like like leads to the 2016 misuse of ads and stuff like that because we're just because that's all of our information and i would say a lot of all of my news comes from twitter i'm i'm clicking on headlines but i just don't know if that's exactly true cuz Obviously news comes from so many different sources including television and stuff.
0: What do you think?
2: Uh what do I think about what? About I don't where... know
1: man. I don't I have no questions. I I have no
2: idea. Uh well look, news is tricky. News okay. ain't what it, New, Boomer news was great. You know, back was in it the was though? Well, it I only mean, came I get... for
1: three sources.
2: Look, I guess, I guess so. But there was a time whether, you know, and nothing is ever perfect or whatnot. Um, but there was a time when news was meant to be unbiased and unopinionated. And I know you're still controlled by, you know, some sort of corporate company that probably has an agenda or whatnot. So it's always going to have, it's always going to have some bias, but at least trying to live up to a code of ethics of, of no opinions did I think, and maybe I'm just delusional, did make for better news. A well, it did news have experience.
1: morals inherent in there. There were still morals being passively sent in news at, at those times. Um, what I do think we're suffering from is not having a unified sense of news that everyone can have as a touch point, and then we could pontificate on it. I mean, exactly. Yeah. That now we are allowed to have our own unique independent opinions and perhaps the greater conversation in general is to what do we attribute our moral center? And that's why people really cling to religion. Um and if we don't have that backbone of the moral center that we all agree on, then what is the, then what is the thing that we can agree on? I don't have yeah. an answer. I don't have thoughts. I, I, I always wondered, and we can do this in our deep dive that we'll do in like two years, but uh, if I wasn't <laughs> raised with religion, what, how, how would I know what, what my morals were? What would teach me my morals?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, and I don't have the exact answer to this, but I do think that you as a human being, um, as long as you you know, aren't sociopathic or psychopathic have within you, uh, a moral center. Mm. Um, you know, you already have sort of a, you know, an, an inherent, uh, need or desire for protecting and caring for groups of people. Right. If that's what mm. we're talking about and morals yeah. is how we treat others and how we treat the world you already have built into you as a survival mechanism. Um, Oops, did we just drop out on sound? Oh, it sounds very different over here now.
1: Uh, I'm just muted myself. That's why. Oh, that's what it is.
2: Okay. You have already built into you um, a basic need for taking care of the group because we can't survive without other people. We as human beings cannot survive alone, so we already have this sort of like whether or not it's some sort of divine experience or whatever you might want to call it,
1: or instinct, which is really a word that we use for as a Mm catch-all for something we can't describe.
2: Mm -hmm. So you know we have within us um, a need for uh, protecting, caring for, um, you know, being more constructive than destructive. In, in how we live our lives. And so that, that is within you. Now, if you're sociopathic, you may lack that ability, it's possible. Right. Um, and it's possible that through life, the things that you learn, because none of that is all black and white because there is no inherent right or wrong. And that's a, that's a tricky thing for a lot of people. Um, there's, uh, and when you have that, when there's no sort of blanket right or wrong, it starts to become a little bit more gray and starts to become left for interpretation and personal truth on what is helpful for the whole, you know, and what's helpful for me as an individual, my relationship to the whole, and the whole as, a, as an identity as well.
1: I Someone described uh, people's morals or, like, their survival mechanisms as, like, um, the way I think about it is, like, a, it's, like, f- I don't know how to explain it. It's like a cascade kind of Uh, or like, okay, so to me, it's wrong if you steal a piece of bread, right? And this is a test that they do with kids, right? Like at at five, they go, no, it's wrong to steal a piece of bread to feed your family because they just know that rule. But then at 10, they start understanding the moral implications of like, well, actually my family's starving and I need a piece of bread. So is it so bad that I stole that? Like they start understanding the nuance of that. So let's say, um... I think it's just inherently wrong. Even if I grew into an opinion, it's inherently wrong to steal a piece of bread. Then like Charlie over here to my right, uh, thinks it's okay to steal bread under this circumstance because of the circumstances in his life that make it so. And then to his, but he thinks it's totally wrong if you were to steal milk also. But then the guy who's to his right needs milk because he's got a baby. And mm-hmm. then the guy, but he also thinks it's wrong to steal, you know, uh, uh, money, but the guy to his right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: he,
1: so you just, if you put us all in this circle, almost nothing is wrong when you take people's circumstances into consideration. Obviously, there are horrible things, but people are even put up against a wall. Our morals change too. And so I think it makes it hard. it. It's hard Again, it's hard for me to explain, but I see it as like this thing, like pages folding over each other or like next to each other. Just We're just like almost aligned. So it's really hard to judge people because our circumstances aren't the same. Um, and we all try to make the best choices as much as possible for survival instincts. Does that make any sense?
2: Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Perspective is important. There is no one truth. All truth is perspective-based. So it's your own personal truth, right?
1: But then if that's the case, how do we as a society conglomerate or, you know, coagulate and work together?
2: Well, compromise, empathy, putting yourself in other people's shoes, not, not holding so tightly that your truth is the truth, mm-hmm. right? Right. Going, you know, the more, realizing that the more you know, the more you know nothing. The key, mm. to figu- the key to figuring it all out is to realize you'll never have it all figured out. So don't ever assume that you do.
0: <sighs>
2: you don't know what's right for someone else. And so be humble. Yeah. And now I also said that there's, there's no, there's no truth. I actually believe there is one truth, right? There's one absolute truth. Um, what is that? And we can get into this in our deep dive, but that one absolute truth I call God. But it goes mm-hmm. by it goes by other names, right? It's the you know I like uh, Eckhart Tolle's, Tolle's definition. It's the one life beneath all forms of life. Mm. It's it's this thing, this out this this thing outside intangible. of ourselves. This intangible thing outside of ourselves that connects all of us. You can call it the universe. You can call it the spirit. You can call it the source. You can call it whatever you want, or you can say it, there. You can be agnostic or, or no atheist. I'm sorry. And say, no, there's nothing. Um, But even then you can't deny, like you could call it love. Um, You know, what is this sort of undercurrent? You can call it energy. What is this undercurrent that connects life, that is life, that life brings more life? What is that thing that brings us all together? Anyways, when you surrender to that, that uh, helps you to let go of your own personal agenda, your own personal truth to see that, hey, maybe stealing bread in my mind is wrong, but I can understand why this person might need to in this particular situation.
1: The problem is just a little bit with that, and I'm remembering it now, is, okay, maybe I could understand the guy to my right, but 13,000 guys down the line to their right, how do I get to understand that person's life
2: but you just you just realized that it's not about necessarily uh needing for you to understand it totally
1: it's that was more a philosophical question than me (laughs) having that question i i um I've ascribed my version of God as electricity. I really think like electricity is like the one weird thing that binds us cuz it, it's we're able we created from thin air. It's a very weird thing. But um yeah, I don't know if I've surrendered to it. I've surrendered to this life thing, but um I think I've lost touch with what uh, whatever I believe that source is. I think I just don't know what it is.
2: Well, I, our, I, I do
1: appreciate life. I do.
2: That's our teaser for the deep dive.
1: Great, yeah. So in two years, mark it on your calendars. We will <laughs> get to that, folks. Um,
2: Mind you, we got to this by starting with news. I don't know how that happened.
1: What's what am I supposed to be minded about?
2: Oh, nothing. I don't know. That was me. is there any un, unanswered question about news that we need to go back to?
1: Um. I I just, no, I don't think so. I think it's, it is, I'm grateful that we can have these conversations as it pertains to generations because I think, what we're seeing with all these people feeling the need to tweet about Gen X and I'm not this or I don't give a shit whether people are Gen Z and whatever. We're you know, there's a funny quote uh, that the Huffington Post shared in May from somebody on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's who did, who said this. I can't find the person who said it, but I'm not gonna look up why Gen X is trending. I'll just assume it's because we died. And that's just so funny. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, and and it's I love these hot takes. Sometimes we're a little too cynical, but I think just just this conversation is us just trying to understand our understand ourselves and that's always changing. Ourselves are always changing. That's not like, there's some things that are permanent about our sense of self, but we're just trying to find our place in the world, and that's always changing. And that, and it's easier to lap us into little tribes of mm-hmm. generations
2: because mm-hmm.
1: there is shared experience there.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, I w- you know just to go back to news just a little bit, I will say, yeah, please, I do worry about people growing up with news as it is now. I mean, you know, <laughs> during the during the Trump years, I happened to start watching a lot of news. And then especially during the pandemic, like, oh, i got to figure out what's going on. I watched a ton of news. Um, and I watched a lot of cable news. And, oh, my God, is it garbage? It is garbage. just garbage. And and I was like, this is what. No matter, matter what side you're on, by the no way. Matter, no matter what side you're on, you know, we're watching CNN for, for whatever reason um and i you know and i would switch to fox news i always check in there because you got
1: to know what they're saying too don't don't
2: know what's going on there but oh man uh i you know like it it was like it would cause you know violent reactions within us to watch like people basically just talk at us to watch like chris cuomo and dom Dom Mm -hmm. Lemon just talk at us like i don't Mm -hmm. care i don't want to be talked at just tell me what happened today Tell me, can you please just tell me what happened today with no sauce or anything? Um,
0: Do we actually need to know what happened today?
2: I want to know. That's why I turned into the news. I just want to one
0: end, though. Let's,
2: that's what I want from news. I just want to know the facts. Why? Tell me what happened. Why? Because that's what news is. I want to know. I want to know what's happening in my government. I want to know what's happening on a date. I want to know that there's that there was a fire earlier today and oh you know just make sure that somebody I know that lives in that neighborhood is safe I want to know things that are that are happening because I mean I will say since the election ended I haven't watched a bit of news not one bit and I barely check my <laughs> my, my Apple app news I don't you know maybe sometimes I scroll on Facebook and and somebody posts an article I'm like oh that's interesting and I'll tell you what my life is so much better <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
1: So here's the thing that scares me about that is uh, my mom used that as like an argument for why, why it was like, so like, oh, now that Joe Biden is a president, do you still care? Are you up to date with what he's doing in the same way that you were with Trump? Because she's a Republican. And I think by mm-hmm. the end of Trump's uh Disgraceful tenure. She was like, I don't think I like him anymore. And uh, by the way, you're w- you're welcome to have your own uh, political opinions. This is very much mine, and I and I very much think I'm right. Um, <laughs> but she was like, Well, see, isn't it interesting that you cared so much about what Trump was doing. I was like, I kind of think it's better that I don't really need to know what this guy's doing to some extent. The, the polarizing nature. I think they're probably watching the news to the same extent that we are but uh, to to find the problems with Joe Biden she literally said I think he's a corpse like that's just one of these mm-hmm. talking points like oh my god okay yeah he's not like we thought and we thought Trump had alzheimers you know what i mean like we just, like we just anyway the thing that scares me is when trump was elected or when he was like on the campaign trail twitter put him on my feed every fucking day for 2 years Mm-hmm. follow donald trump follow donald trump follow, follow 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 and i'm like fuck that the la- okay i'm sorry i love you um my cat just has a lot of opinions today it it they donald trump made twitter so much money twitter was like on the down trend and he changed that and and news had never been more prolific and selling more ad space than ever before because of Donald Trump because it was a daily thing so my fear is because we're a capitalist society people are seeing their downward trend now of not being able to engage users at the same level obviously they're being even more hyperbolic and opinionated I think we'll see more um, polarizing politicians in the future that really just don't give a fuck about us that's my fear
2: Oh sure, yeah, it's a valid fear. It's very valid, <sighs> it, it, and it's true. Like, you know, it's like it's you know I I have the same thoughts of, you know, like when Trump went into office. am there's plenty of Republicans who just didn't pay attention to the news. They're like, oh, it, my guy's in there. Great, whatever yeah, he does, yeah, whatever totally. he does is fine. And so when you get this sort of like, how are Republicans not uh, you know appalled by this, this, and that? I'm like, because they're not paying attention right now. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to anything that Biden's doing. I, I agree with your mom, actually. Like, yeah, I guess they should probably be more responsible and pay attention and see what's going on. Um, so it's totally valid. Um, the flip side is, is either way, you can never make heads or tails of what's going on these days because all the news is just so slanted that you don't know if that bill they're trying to pass is good or bad you know, and it's, and truthfully, this has kind of always been the way it has been with politics is you just got to assume that hopefully there's, you got to hope and pray that there's enough good people out there that it's going to somehow balance out. Um,
1: It's the social contract. I think about it all the time. You have to trust that you're not getting poisoned in the meal that you just bought from that restaurant. You have to trust that the people built your house, right? You have to trust that your neighbor isn't going to stab you. And it's, you know, we the news brings a lot of doom to our doorstep to make us think that it's going to happen to us, um, and it's not bad to be aware of that. Like, oh shit, maybe I should reinforce my home from the earthquake or something. But we have to trust a little bit that something's I, that. But then you get into the whole conversation of climate change and our world is about to spin off of its access and shit like that. So do you think mm-hmm. we're gonna kill ourselves sooner than later?
2: You know, uh, it's very possible. I think, you know, if you if you start to get a little bit into like the spiritual community and, and things like that, um, there's a lot of talk that like, we're, re- we're really at a, a crossroads right now mm-hmm. and humanity can go one of two ways. Um, and we'll see how it, how how it goes. And all you can do is be is try to go yourself go in the in the direction towards you know um, you know healing humanity, healing the earth. We are all one, and that's it, all you can do is do that and influence those in your circle. You know, not even not try to sell them on the idea, but be a positive influence and yada yada in that direction. That's literally all you can do. I mean, maybe if you're politically minded, you can try to do it through politics us as artists, we we try to do it through our art, you know, you do it, you do it in your own way. And, you know, I will say that there is, there's a rising consciousness that's been happening at an exponential rate over the past couple of decades. And that is what is causing so, so much friction, but at the same time it's what's causing so much um, elevation as well. So it's just, which is going to win out, yeah, the ego or wow. or the spirit, you know I don't know we'll <gasps> s- we'll see it's
1: exciting. we'll be here broadcasting to you live <laughs> the end of the world, just you stay with the y d k n your local source for uh uh the 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 poor man's news. <laughs> I'm going to make You Don't Know Nick happen this week. Unless you have one for me today.
2: No, sure. Let's do it. What do you got? Well,
1: like I mentioned last week, we were going to go through the top 100 Mm -hmm. and see if we know anybody. Sure. From Billboard. But we're going to just do the top 10, see if we know who these people
2: are. Okay.
1: Even peripherally. Top100Billboard.com.
2: Right now. Currently. Currently.
1: In this moment, right
2: now. (laughs) Okay.
1: Forward slash charge. Forward slash hot dash one hundred number one.
2: Go ahead. What I was gonna say is there like a do we between us does one of us win if we know the most people and
1: ooh stakes stakes. Uh If you know the most, I have to do social media this week. Okay. If you know, no, it doesn't. (laughs) If if I know the most, you have to. No, that's not good because you wouldn't do it. I can't re- rely on you. Jessica can't rely on you.
2: Yeah, especially not this week. This is a tough week. <laughs> all
1: right, all right. One. So, what do we get? What do we get? Ooh, I'll buy you the soap or you buy me the soap.
2: Great. Good. Done. Deal. Okay. Soap. Yeah. Soap. But, the, but, but the loser chooses the soap they buy for the other person.
1: Oh, I wouldn't want to do that. I didn't want to get you the soap you'd want.
2: Whoa! Well, you can choose
1: soap I haven't gotten. For me,
2: yeah. Well, you try to choose soap you think I want. Oh, okay, great, you're not to, perfect. You're not trying to sandbag me.
1: Well, to sand- <laughs> I can't sandbag you with bubbles and things soaps because it's so wonderful. Everything, everything you get, it's all amazing. It's all good. Uh, they have so many things. Okay, so you don't have to know the song; you just have to know the artist.
2: Yes. Okay. Great.
1: Because if it's the song, I'll, I would, I'll never, I'll never win. Number I'm gonna one. I'm going to be
2: buying you a lot of soap here. So anyways, go ahead.
1: Okay, great. Actually, we're going to start from from uh, 10 and go up.
2: That's great. The countdown. That's the, that's nice. Back right. in the TRL 10. Base.
1: Number 10 on the billboard is Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo.
2: Well, Olivia Rodrigo came up last week, didn't she? Right? Like you were saying.
1: She did come up last week. Yeah, I think so.
2: And I think, I mean, she's I, in the
1: zeitgeist I- right now.
2: I feel like I had heard about her via my brother Paul, via his daughter Haley, who, as we know, is a YDK and um, legend. Critic. No, le- <laughs> legend, legend, legend,
1: legend. Yeah. We actually well, do need some more feedback from her soon, yes. sooner than later.
2: Um, and all I know about her is that. What was it? Uh, that she wasn't listening to certain people anymore cuz now she's listening to her
1: uh uh-huh. I mean, Yes. uh-huh
2: so that's all i know so i did have an awareness that this was a person that was out there that's and I good may, and i may have saw a small clip of hers on someone's instagram page about a week ago
1: i, I think could've... the same is true for me i know i know i can recognize her her cover album picture or her like art that she has like stickers on her face and oh. i know that people our age are freaking out over Olivia. Why? I don't know. They just think her music is great. It's just oh. like shot straight through. People are fucking digging it.
2: Okay, great. So I think we what? We each get a point here or both, half a point?
1: Yeah, or or we don't get a point because we both know.
2: Okay, yeah, well, let's, let's give us let's each give okay, us a point. Okay,
1: you get a point, I get a point.
2: We need you know, all, the, all the points we can get.
1: Oh, true, true. Montero, call me. No, no. Eight, nine, 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 nine. Save your tears. Do you know who wrote this? Or who it is?
2: Save Your Tears. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with Taylor Swift.
1: No. The weekend no. is a great question. That's a great <laughs> guess, though. The Weekend and Ariana Grande.
2: Oh, well, I think we, we know my relationship to The Weekend. We
1: sure do. Do you know who Ariana Grande is?
2: Yes. I do you know okay, great. Who, who she is in general. I'm not sure I've ever listened to her music, which is probably, I, mean, I probably have just by proxy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've heard her stuff, and I actually I like her. I don't know her immensely, but I do. I like her. I mean, are we supposed uh, to be
2: playing like 10-second clips of these songs? Or, or well, no, that's fine. We don't got time for that.
1: Can we? You, we don't got time for it. They people people can do their their due diligence. Uh Number eight, Montero, "Call Me by Your Name" by Lil Nas X.
2: Oh yeah, I mean we all know Lil Nas, right? Do do we? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I could, I could pick his picture out because I'm, I'm but I do know, I do know, I've heard Little Nas for, yeah. for a couple of years now, right? He's At doing,
1: a, yes, 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 definitely. And he's uh, been doing a really good job breaking through to people who don't, because I didn't really know anything about him until recently. So he's, he's done a good job getting his name trending for a few different reasons.
2: God, we are so uncool. Okay. Keep oh. Going
1: beyond uncool. This is the uncoolest I've ever, honest to God, ever felt. Number seven. The song is called Peaches. Justin Bieber featuring Daniel, Caesar, and Giveon.
2: I mean, we all know the Biebs, right? We know I mean, the Biebs. Who, who doesn't know the Biebs?
1: We know the Biebs.
2: Now, I think we should, we should get an extra point if we have heard the song. I think there's, at this point, what I'm coming to realize... Uh, I haven't heard any of these songs, so I'm just not, I'm not trying to get myself any extra points here. But if you if you have heard the song, you get an extra point. Okay. If you, if you can hum the tune, you get, an, you get either, another point. You get another point.
1: Okay. All right. All right. All right. I am equal to you right now. I'm oh, Actually, that's, hold on. Yeah, I have not even heard of the songs before. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the artists, and the featuring mm. doesn't really care. Doesn't matter, really doesn't. Yeah, matter. So yeah, it's that's not cool. the same. Well, fuck them, right? Fuck those people. Fuck yeah, them. Sure. Uh, we hate them. <laughs> Six. Leave the door open by Silk Sonic.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to bow out on this one.
1: I have no idea what Silk Sonic is, but and they did this purposely. It is seems to be a uh, project between Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack.
2: Oh, it seems to be why, because their names are listed there or something? Yeah, it doesn't say oh.
1: featured. It seems like they're in parentheses. So it must be that most people don't know what Silk Sonic is yet.
2: Mm. Well, I don't think we get it just because we know. I don't we think we know. get it.
1: We yeah. definitely don't. I do know who Anderson Pack is, though. Do you know? Oh. Have you heard the name before?
2: No. I'll give you a, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to give you a half point for that.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm winning. Give,
2: or maybe... <laughs> 0.25 points? Quarter, still,
1: still winning. Still winning. Oh. Uh, all right. This next one I know you've heard, but I don't know if you heard this. You might have heard the song even. Number five, new on the billboard, is Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran.
2: Oh, I know. I know who Ed Sheeran is. He had a little cameo spot in Game of Thrones, of course.
1: Oh, that's right. <laughs> he sure did. That's very strange. Uh, do, 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 do you know the song?
2: Say it with the
1: Bad Habits. It's brand new. No.
2: No, okay. okay do you know this song?
1: Uh, no I don't okay I don't, I'm so uncool
2: I thought uh, you know what I gotta tell you Jess when I said let's do this podcast I thought you were cooler than this I thought I thought you'd at least know Ed Sheeran's latest single but I guess
1: I guess that's if that's what you judge cool to be <laughs> I just feel sad for you I don't think I could hum one Ed Sheeran song if someone paid me a million dollars. I swear to God, I don't think I could.
2: Well, neither could I. So that's Is that. Okay.
1: Cool? Is that cool? Uncool I, that I can't do?
2: No, I don't think Ed Sheeran cool. You know why I'm good. cool?
1: Because I get Gen X. <laughs> I fucking get it. I like. I'm like the closest thing to Gen X that isn't Gen X, besides you, even motherfucker.
2: <laughs> but you're supposed to get Gen Z. That's the whole I, deal.
1: How about this, Nick? Would you rather me pretend I know all these things? Because I could lie to you.
2: Mm, mm. How wow. cool
1: is it that I'm honest?
2: That's true. That's you don't true. value honesty, Nick. Wow. Mm, mm. And and honest doesn't lessons. make. I think we've already discovered today that honest doesn't make for good entertainment. This is
1: true. <laughs> we've learned <laughs> that is the theme of this episode. Uh, that uh, a sensational news is really <laughs> where that... <it's> <laughs> Number four is levitating by Dua Lipa featuring Baby. <laughs> what the
2: fuck? I know Dua. I know Dua Lipa.
1: <laughs> me too.
2: Okay. I
1: actually could sing a Dua Lipa song. I couldn't sing this one, but I could sing a Dua Lipa song.
2: I should be able to sing a Dua. It would take me a second. It because it's on my. It's on Clementine's uh, playlist. Is it
1: uh, the one about breaking up? One to pick up the phone. Two. No. Okay.
2: No, there's like I can, a
1: there's like an anti there's like a breakup song that she got that's like that was like a little a little anthem for a minute.
2: No, it's a let me see if I can find it here. I wish I could search through the playlist. Let's see. You should Which be one? able to. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah, this is this is. Oh, Clementine used to be able to to sing. This was one one of her favorites for a while. Don't start now. Yeah, you feeling that? Oh Whoa. yeah, you,
1: I've heard that I've heard that A-dee. but it's got that's like a hook
2: yeah we we we, we Clem and I Libetani. used to jam used to jam for that yeah, what's the title of that? Don't Start Now
1: oh yeah no uh, nope
2: I, that's I, not Yeah, I for the longest time thought maybe I was mispronouncing the name but it is Dua Lipa
1: from what I know Dua okay. Lipa
2: I mean I don't know how else you would pronounce it but great
1: Dua Lipa alright we cool. know so we're both doing I'm still .25 ahead Yes. Number three, moving up the charts. Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring SZA. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay, nope. so I do know who SZA is. Um, not well, to the point where I'm like not even sure. it's Because it's S-Z-A. I'm pretty sure it's SZA, uh, but it's capital S-Z-A. I definitely don't know who Doja Cat is. At all, <laughs> at all. So I still don't think I get a point because I because I'm not even sure that I'm saying says it right, but I'm pretty sure. Number two, good. Number four, letter U. By Olivia Rodrigo.
2: Oh well, we've already crossed this bridge. We, we all have. have Olivia Rodrigo. She's it.
0: got two on the top ten. This fucking Damn. bitch.
2: That's a compliment. Damn. Damn. We need to, We need to, You know what? Our homework is going to be. To listen to some Olivia Rodrigo before next week.
1: I'm I actually am actively avoiding it because I'm afraid to like it.
2: Oh, why?
1: I don't know. Just because gonna... that's so... Oh, your daughter will love it.
2: Yeah, I know. That's like I mean, that's you know, most of her playlist is female singer songwriters. So let's. Well, see- that's
1: great, awesome. I will, I will, I will listen to it. Fine. Oh, and I didn't do my homework. I told I pro- told you I promised to do, which is watch Days and Confused.
2: I know. I was waiting to call you out on that I'm until sorry. after the Billboard Top Ten. But yes, I even was going to make a uh, I was going to make a reference to it way back when we were talking about stoned laughing. Uh, uh, but- and,
1: and then we were talking about I was going to make a reference to it because uh, your brothers were still partying in two thousand <laughs> six <laughs> years after high school. Uh, all right, you don't Number stop one.
2: partying when high school ends.
1: Up ninety. Up ninety four forever. That's really sad. Uh, I I can't wait to meet your brothers. I really like in I IRL. I really can't wait. I think we oh, we all are the, gonna crack a beer and and record a podcast.
2: When you see the Masu boys all together, it is something. Like, it's impressive. It's not I dissimilar
1: for all the Verdes lined up in a row too, for sure. Okay.
2: Well, maybe the Mizzou's and the Verdes will get together. We'll record a big podcast.
1: Jesus Christ! And then, and then we'll never talk again. Number one is the song "Butter" by BTS. Oh,
2: BTS sounds real familiar. But I'll give it
1: to you if you know where BTS is from,
2: like what country they're from, mm-hmm.
1: or what kind of music they are. Which is which is uh circum what's the word I'm looking for it's it's pivotal to this band.
2: Well then I probably don't know. They're K pop. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's I mean okay yeah I would never have gone there. But well, K pop has that just been huge. It, yeah. Now that you've said it, that's yeah. I okay. think I won. Well you know yeah you did. Yeah, I mean, by a more, very
1: small margin. By
2: one point two five points. Oh no and you, you, I- you got- you Go got ahead. a half point on the la- on the on the last one, I think.
1: For you know for that... SZA,
2: I think was it for SZA? Yeah, I think you might have got. I don't know. Point. I don't think
1: we count SZA. Okay, because so I you've... know SZA, but I'm sure I sang her name wrong. I, even though I know I'm not, but the fact that I'm not 100 percent sure doesn't mean I know. You know what I mean? Like that's like, well, it doesn't count.
2: So this is this is American Billboard.
1: Well, yeah.
2: I mean, so because oh. I just want to.
1: Yeah, so BTS has made the official crossover into um, American zeitgeist.
2: Got it. Wow. K-pop
1: has like always had like an undercurrent of appreciation, especially in like people in my group of like people who like anime, even though it's obviously not related to Korean music. I get it, but like there's just this yeah, there's appreciation. It's kind of I got racist. it. It's not.
2: A it's a little just, bit.
1: No, it just so happens that people that I know like that like anime, love K-pop.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the way you presented it at first was about, I
1: understand. That's why I clarify. I'm clarifying. There's a yeah. general appreciation you, for you do things know there's Asian.
2: A, there's a strong divide between Koreans and Japanese, right? There's a there's a deep history there. I don't
1: know. Um, I don't know that I know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Maybe not. No.
2: No. Not fans of each other. Historically. 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 I can
1: um, see that because there's all sorts of problems all over the place everywhere.
2: Yeah, when you're you're that close to each other, you got to, you know, we can say that of a lot of neighboring countries. Heck, go to the Middle East.
1: (laughs) No, everything's fine over there. (laughs) No,
2: it's just, yeah, hunky-dory.
1: I think at the end of the day, even though I won, which I won, don't get me wrong, I won. I don't know if we really win in life not knowing these things.
2: Well, maybe we need to uh, start listening to this top top 10. See what happens. See what we discover.
1: Because <laughs> this is going to be pivotal in our future conversation and future episode that's all about MTV.
2: Oh, yeah. Well.
1: Just because we have to be able to. Here's the thing. Really why I think that's true. So many of these songs use samples from songs that we know that the kids mm. don't know now. Mm. and so like it's ingratiating their hooks because, like, oh, I think I've heard this before, but it seems fresh.
2: But now you just buried the lead there. Like, our audience doesn't know what we've been talking about doing a deep dive into MTV exactly. now they do,
1: yeah we got so many things to look forward to on this podcast.
2: We've got so many deep dives coming in the next five years. Nick. Jess.
1: <laughs> this has been 10 episodes of YDKN.
2: This is our 10 an- episode anniversary?
1: 10 episode anniversary. In no what? time, it will be 52, which will be a year.
2: Oh, my gosh. Pretty exciting. Which which will, at that point, mark the end of the world, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes. no no because no, the no.
1: fact that you and i could show up 52 times that's really saying something that do you think there's something. a world where we could record in person or are we always going to record remotely and never see each other ever again
2: no there's a world right um when we make a we lot get, of money once we get through the delta variant then the lambda was right. lambda oh, there a variant. lambda variant I don't know. I saw somebody's Facebook post of like, hey, don't, don't get too comfortable. The Lambda variant is it present. Oh, yeah. so, okay. good.
1: Delta, Delta, Lambda.
2: <laughs> delta, Delta, Delta.
1: Delta, Delta, Delta. What is uh, that from?
2: That's SNL.
1: Oh, the, the, were they the cheerleaders?
2: Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you, help you, help you?
1: Oh my goodness.
2: No, they were not the cheerleaders. It was just a sorority. Who was the oh see now? This is also a topic. This is in my my Jess You Don't Know next section that's coming at some point where we talk about which SNL cast are we?
1: Dude, my SNL cast is old right now.
2: Well, certainly. My SNL cast is even older. But what your SNL cast is is gonna is gonna say a lot. So I anyways. look,
1: I will not say anything. Don't I will say you now. know, you know what? I think we have to have Paul Vonosek on for this episode. I don't know if we can, because he's gonna he's gonna have a baby. But he's our reigning genius about SNL. So I think oh, we need to Paul, I think we need to have Paul Manasic in there to bridge the gaps of our knowledge. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh Nick.
2: Yes. The pleasure has been mine. I've had a little bit, a little bit of pleasure this time. <laughs>
1: Especially because he brought Jessica into your office.
2: <laughs> and thanks to the Turf Chopper 3.2 thousand.
1: No! <laughs> uh,
0: bye, Nick. Bye, Jess. Nichols, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Nick and I really love doing this podcast for you. We love doing it together. We love talking about what the generational experience is like from different perspectives. And we really look forward to hearing from different things that you have to contribute to us as well. If you become a patron today, you could ask us questions if you're at a certain tier. You can get early access to episodes if we're able to get them done in time for you. You'll get sick ass merch. And if we can find the time, A monthly deep dive where Nick and I go deep on topics that we're passionate about, but aren't necessarily through the generational lens. Become a patron today. Become an official nickel. Go to patreon.com slash you don't own Nick to find out more ways you can support our podcast. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Nichols.
1: that was a JLV production.